Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. Welcome, everybody, to yet another solo episode of the Right Way Podcast. I have really come to love these kind of short, vulnerable episodes where I really kind of dive into things that are on my mind. And today I wanted to talk about something that I feel like a lot of people deal with today, and that is integrating your work self with your vacation self. And this is what I mean by that. So most of us present some version of ourselves in our work lives. So we are someone who (laughs) gets shit done. We are boss babes. We run businesses. We are employees. We are all of these things. We so often are in execution mode, are in doing mode, are in hustle mode, and we have to minimize other parts of our lives in order to cope, in order to kind of quote unquote get through the day. And for me, I've really, really minimized a lot of the human elements of my life in order to run a business, homeschool a child, and also be a published author. And what I mean is, you know, used to, I would try to do everything. I would, oh, got to make my daughter's lunch every day, got to make dinner, got to clean the house, got to, you know, run the business, got to do all of these things. And while I do put myself first um, every single morning in terms of you know, breathing, meditating, movement, those are non-negotiables. Exercise specifically is is a non-negotiable in my life. It's part of my life, just like brushing my teeth, drinking coffee. It, It is always going to be there. But I was trying to do so much because I work from home and it's very easy to get distracted and, and notice your messy house or, you know, try to do all of these other things. And within the last couple of months, my husband and I have really had a huge paradigm shift where he is taking care of cooking. He's a phenomenal chef, but he takes care of all of the cooking. He does all of the laundry. He does all of the drop-offs and pickups with my child. He, with our child, not my child, (laughs) he runs errands. He really is taking care of home life uh, more so while I am taking care of work life. And in order to do that, I've really, you know, just kind of shrunk the the part of myself that does like making a meal, that loves baking, that, you know, loves paying attention to our acre lot and like, you know, being outside and and just really integrating my whole self. Now, I think a lot of women specifically can relate to this in terms of just trying to do so much and be so much all of the time. And yeah, we talk about self-care and all these little like hacks and uh, tricks that we can use in order to take care of ourselves. But sometimes it feels impossible to, to really truly nourish yourself in daily life. So what do we do? We go on vacation, right? 
a lot of us only take maybe one or two vacations a year. I'm a huge fan of um, like three to four day trips often, like monthly, if possible. We are a family who loves to travel and we have these like 72 hour trips down to a science. But when you are in a long-term partnership, if you are a parent, sometimes when you go on, you know, okay, let's be honest, all the time when you, when you go on trips with your children, it's not often relaxing. So every year my family takes a beach vacation. Um, my parents, we go with my parents um, and they've been doing that since since before I was born, actually. It's kind of a yearly tradition. And since Alex and I have become parents, it's just not true vacation. It's It's never true vacation when you are still in parenting mode. So recently... Alex and I decided to take a big trip. Um, we ha- we've been married eleven years. Um, we have never taken a honeymoon. We didn't take a honeymoon after we got married. And though we've been on countless trips together, we've never really done the like true kind of spa relaxation, utter nourishment. We've never invested in that, even though we love all that stuff. So recently. We flew to Watermill, New York, which is considered part of the Hamptons, and stayed at this extremely highly rated Japanese um, kind of spa resort called Shosugiban House. I'll link to it in the show notes in case anyone wants to check it out. And I was, you know, I haven't really flown a lot um, during COVID. I do not like wearing a mask, much like most people I love road trips. You know, I know a lot of airline travel issues have happened lately, but it was my 40th birthday and our 11 year wedding anniversary. I'm like, we're going, we're doing this. So we booked this and I just kind of told the people like, hey, these are the things that we love to do. We love energy balancing. We love sound healing. We love crystals. We love woo woo shit. We love massage. And they booked our itinerary to the, I mean, like to the brim. So from morning to night, we were just booked with these different incredible services that we did together or we did apart. And honestly, from the moment we got there, like travel was seamless. It it was just everything just really felt easy and in alignment, which are that's like my favorite type of trip when you don't really have high expectations, but it just so far exceeds what you even <laughs> wanted in the first place. And honestly, we got there, we checked in, the grounds were insanely beautiful. We checked into our guest house. They had had like, you know, they had champagne for us and chocolates and tea and all this lovely stuff. And then we went to hydrotherapy, which was hot tub, cold plunge, sauna, steam room. Um, So we had this relaxing hour right when we got there from our travel. And then we had a dinner for us. They make all of the food. It's all fresh and local delicious. And then we had a 730 couples energy healing where we unlocked our chakras and had some sound healing. And it was so amazing. So already on day one, we were like, best trip ever. This is incredible. And over the like the following four days, Alex and I completely just downshifted from our daily hustle life we were able to really see each other and hear each other. There were no TVs in the room, no screens, no work. Our bodies like 
were being touched and nourished on an hour by hour basis. We were sitting for hours on end, just able to think and not even have to speak or do anything, but just to be. And my favorite service I got was this 90 minute Thai massage in this geodome out in nature uh, with amazing sound. And just, I was like, oh my God, this is how I want to feel every day. So what do we do? Alex and I sit around and we talk about how we're going to be so different when we go back to our real lives. And we want to, you know, implement, we want to change our house and we want to implement all these things. And we want to like, just bring these fully functioning, integrated, healthy versions of ourselves into our daily lives. And I had this like little fear in the back of my head that we were going to go back and Alex was just going to like, you know, sink right back into his roles and responsibilities. And I was going to sink right back into doing work mode. But we made promises. We were like, no, we're not. We are not going to do this. We are not going to disappear. And the moment we get back, we came back to kind of stressful situation. This was weeks and weeks ago. Um, my my daughter was staying with my father. And though he's vaccinated, he had a breakthrough case of COVID. And my daughter had been staying with him the whole time. And I was like, oh, my God, I come back on my 40th birthday to dealing with the possibility of my daughter getting COVID. Luckily, she did not. Um, we, have, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but... You know, for those that are vaccinating their children or, you know, don't want to vaccinate their children and are like, what do we do? There is an alternative called homeoprophylaxis, which is entrenched in homeopathy. It's been around since 1793. They do have a COVID um, alternative, quote unquote, vaccine, which is in pellet form. It is 90% effective, has zero side effects, and is safe for children. So she's been taking that since 2020 on a monthly basis. You just take it as long as COVID exists. So luckily we came back and like that wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. But we were just thrust right back into daily life. I went on to, you know, uh, go right back into work mode. I had three clients I had to get out of the door. Alex went right back to like drop off and pick up and chef and laundry person. And it just that magic almost boom, instantly slipped away. And I find it really interesting that we become these versions of ourselves and attach to our identities within our environment. So I am a different person when I am home versus when I am out, you know, like I just went to this amazing writing conference and I was just on, right? Like I was in my CEO mode, but at home I'm in kind of behind the scenes executing mode. And when my husband is at jiu-jitsu, he is like a totally different human than he is in dad mode or, you know, relationship mode. And I just got so pissed when I came back because I'm like, why can't we feel the way that we do on vacation in our daily lives? And a lot of people would say, well, because you're not having to work or worry about the day to day. But I'm like, but why do we orchestrate our day-to-day where it's not enjoyable, where we don't feel like we're on vacation, where everything feels like such a heavy burden that we're never really present? And I think that's my my biggest thing is like, oh, how often during our day 
Are we really present? Are we really seeing ourselves for who we are at the core, our partners for who they are at the core, not who, you know, who we have decided to become within the confines of our relationship and our home life and our duties and our responsibilities? How often am I seeing my child and being with her and staying present and implementing all of these amazing realizations that we both had in New York and bringing them home to Nashville. And, you know, all it takes is one person to kind of slip back and revert back to to just the way that they felt and stress. And I am so guilty of it. I came back and scarcity, I had this like scarcity mindset because I basically was getting clients out the door, but was bringing no new clients in for November and December, shutting the offices down for December. Uh, This is our only source of income. So that means two months closing out the year, which would be our best year yet, and taking that risk to be like, no, I'm not bringing income in for two months, even though financial responsibilities are huge. My daughter's tuition is due. We just took this huge expensive trip. I pay contractors. Like There are all the reasons not to. But I realized if I keep going 12 months out of the year, hustle, 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 go, 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 and don't ever get that time to be spacious, to take a step back, to feel like I felt like on vacation and not make everything about money, then I'm never going to evolve and grow. And so I came back and I was super stressed and I was like, oh my God, you know, how are we going to make money? How are we going to do this? And then I just realized that if I don't, if I don't live by all the things that I preach in terms of like trusting in the universe, feeling abundant, even when, you know, there's, there is evidence to the contrary, staying present, staying in the moment and not circulating and recycling the same old stories and the same narratives that I always tell about money, about work, about my spouse, about my child, about myself, then I'm never really going to get to where I want to go. And one of the biggest things I think to integrating your work life with your vacation life is to really only think about what you want to happen. And that seems so simple. And it is by far one of the hardest things to do. Like when I sit down to meditate or sit down to just daydream or journal Or when I go to sleep, this is a wonderful practice. Right before you go to sleep, you think about instead of reviewing like the day or what went wrong or what you have to do tomorrow, you put in your mind what you want to happen. So it's really an opportunity to dream. Anytime you stop and think, use it as an opportunity to daydream. We do not daydream enough. And I swear I have the hardest time with it. I used to be great at it because what I wanted was very finite. I wanted the book deal. I wanted all of these things that came true. And then once they came true, I realized like, oh, I was focused on this one moment and not how I want to feel on a daily basis. And lately when I meditate or when I imagine a version of myself, it's not Rhea the writer. It's not Rhea the business owner. I always have this (laughs) vision of myself as this like untamed wild woman, I have this like long, crazy, wavy hair, radiant skin, you know, in the exact shape I want to be in. But I'm always like sitting 
or standing on this cliff, on this bluff, overlooking the water, the wind's blowing, and I just feel free. I'm not focused on being a mom. I'm not a wife. I'm not an author. I'm not a business owner. I'm just a human. And I'm so like grounded and rooted to the earth. And as my priorities start to shift and I really am craving the simpler life and craving a more grounded, aligned, awakened life that sometimes means less accomplishment. It might mean less money. It might mean, you know, less doing. I feel like that's the harder path to take. It is the vacation path, the way that I feel on vacation where I wake up and there's You know, there's no real agenda. And the only thing on the docket that day is just relaxing and enjoying yourself. Maybe reading a good book, maybe having a good meal, you know, having some good conversation. Why can't that be our daily life? And so for December, my goal this month is to, I'm working on this book that I'm really excited about. I got through a first draft of it. Finally got through the first draft of something And I'm going back and I'm editing it. I'm taking the month of December to really do a deep rewrite on it. I'm so excited about it. It feels very high concept. And as I've done this, even just like for a week, I think it's only been a week, my days feel so spacious and so amazing because I'm not glued to email. I'm not beholden to a client. I'm not pitching. I'm not, you know, executing I'm going into my little studio, which I'm in right now with my succulent plants and my crystals and my decks of cards and my like little totems and statues that mean so much to me and my books and my journals. And I'm able to sit and daydream on the page and edit and feel so wildly wildly present and in the flow. And then I get to leave this and go play a game with my daughter or bake cookies or just I feel like I'm coming back to my life because I've been so laser focused and had tunnel vision that I realized like we we did a big deep clean before Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even opened our refrigerator to see what's inside of it in months because that's how much Alex has been taking care of all the food stuff. Like I'll come in for the day and there'll just be food waiting for me, which is fucking incredible. I mean, he's he is amazing at taking care of things and taking care of me. And I think I haven't even noticed because I've just compartmentalized myself so much to this one thing, to this business, to writing, to doing, to making things happen for clients, because I can't multitask anymore. I can't multi-focus. I used to, and I no longer really can. So now that I am preserving my energy and giving it back to myself, I have found that I do feel like that vacation self is showing up in my daily life because at the end of the day, I am a creative. And when I am in boss mode, when I am in executing mode, when I am in networking mode, not that I'm not great at those things because I love it, but at my core, I am a creator. And when I am able to create, when I am putting the time and energy to sit down and construct something, 
for myself, I feel so aligned and so alive and so energized by what I'm doing. Like this is this is the way that I want to feel on a daily basis. I tend to take better care of myself. I'm more present when someone's talking to me. I can go have coffee with a friend for a few hours and not freak out that I'm, you know, going to be missing a day of calls with with clients. And so, you know, this is the constant balance that I am I am seeking as I run a business, as I try to b- build a career as an author, as I try to be a better mother, a better human, a better wife, a better friend. It's a lot. And I think it's okay sometimes to be like, you know, I'm going to set all of this stuff down and I am going to focus on what matters to me. And a lot of people will say, well, I can't do that because I work or I, you know, I am the breadwinner for my family. And by me shutting the business down for a month, you know, that's a really big deal. Um, That's a lot of money that we miss out on. And for the first time in as long as I can remember, this feels more important than a bottom line. This feels critical to my mental health, to, you know, taking a break from social media and from texting and all of these things that we think that we have to do in order to stay connected. And I'm actually reconnecting to myself. I'm reconnecting to my home. I'm reconnecting to nature. I'm reconnecting to the people and places around me as I did in New York, as it felt so good to just be. And that is what I am doing for the month of December. I think for all of us, winter specifically, but like December, as we, as we get to the close of the year, we can often have so many different obligations and parties and, you know, things. And I know last year in 2020, we didn't as much. And to me, it's a time to really kind of go inward a little bit more and rest and reflect and get quiet and not even plan yet for the new year. Like make all these new goals, just be and stay present If you want to review your year, review your year. But I think having some time off that is more than a day or two or more than a few days is critical to feeling rejuvenated and going into a new year with a really wonderful mindset. And I realized for me, I can't figure out what my goals are, what I really want, unless I get some space and time and unless I step out of the doing. And that doesn't mean you have to go on some big fancy retreat or go away. As I've said before, you can do it right where you are. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of foresight and planning and sacrifice to say, this is what I need. So this is what I'm going to take. So I challenge you as you go into this holiday season to really think how you can bring more of that easy, happy vacation self into daily life? What little things can you do to calm yourself down, to bring relaxation into your home? For instance, when Alex and I were in New York, I mean, everything was like crystals and natural wood and plants. And so we are incorporating a lot of that stuff into our home so that when we walk into our home, even if it's messy, because we do have a nine-year-old, that 
we can take a big breath and exhale. One of the things my husband does every morning while I'm working out or breathing or meditating or whatever, he breathes as well. Um, he goes to jujitsu, so he doesn't work out first thing in the morning. He does that at 10. So he makes our Chemex coffee, but in the mornings he has been doing um, burning Palo Santo and like kind of walks it around the whole upstairs of the house and then puts on ambient sound, like music that we listened to while we were in New York. And by doing those two little things and then we sit down and we have our coffee chats in the morning, I feel like I'm right back there. I can feel my (laughs) nervous system just calming and... So I challenge you to kind of bring in, call in things, materialistic things, music, um, I don't know, just a state of mind, stuff that you love. Like think about the things you love when you're on vacation. Is it the open air? Open your windows during the day. Is it the water? Put on some, you know, water music in the background. Take a bath. Um, just, Just bringing in those elements that you really love on vacation so that you can start to feel into that space on a daily basis, even when you're stressed, even when you have deadlines, even when you don't feel great. I think feeling great and feeling good is a practice like anything else. And the more we can curate our environment and our date, our daily environment, um, to be specific, the better off we will feel. I'd love to know how you integrate your vacation self into your work life, into your daily life, into your home life. As always, you can email us at podcast at rightwayco.com. Until next week, I hope you have a very, very zen day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. For more information about RightWay, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 